Hey, welcome home. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and you are watching Legacy Television. We're glad you tuned in today. We're going to take you over to the studio in just a moment. We're going to get into the Word of God together. We're going to get into some worship together. But before we do, we want to ask you to stop what you're doing, get your smartphone, get your tablet, whatever you've got. I want you to go to your app store, and I want you to download the brand new Legacy Studios app. Yep, get a good look at it right there. You see that? We want you to have this because this is our way of getting the Word to you. From the app, you can go back, read back issues of The Legacy Letter. You can watch episodes of The Legacy Television broadcast. And you can even connect with us right there. If you've got a prayer request, something you want us and our staff to be in agreement with you on, we would love to come into agreement with you for God's best in your life. If you've got a a report of something good God's done for you, let us know. Let us shout with you. So get this app. And the great news is it's totally free. We found out in our life that the Word of God is the game changer. I mean, it changes everything. And it's Hebrews says that it's alive and it's quick and it's active. That means it's working all the time. And we found it to to be the force in our life that works. And, you know, the Word of God is Jesus Himself. And He is working and He is moving if we'll only let Him. And so the best way to do that is to to begin to hear the Word. Continuously put it in your ears. Let it get down in your heart. I heard someone say, my pastor, he said, the quality of word that you hear will determine the quality of life that you live. And we found that to be true in our life. So we want to encourage you to get these um, resources for free. And we've done everything we can to make them available to you so they'd be a blessing to you and your family. Absolutely. So get the word into your life. And we're about to get into the word right now. So let's pray and we'll do that. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the opportunity to gather around your word. I ask you today as we do that you'd grace us with eyes that see Jesus, ears that hear his voice, and hearts that understand who we are in him and who Jesus is in us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so I need your help tonight because here's the problem. The good news is I know where to start tonight. I'm confident with that. And, and I know, I, I think I know where we're going to end. It's all the bits in the middle that, that I'm like, Lord, what's up with the middle part? But um, sometimes the middle's the best part, right? You know, Oreos and whatnot. So I need your help tonight, just seeking the Lord uh, with me on this. I, I believe we're going to say some things and the Lord wants to shine some light on some things that would be life-changing for us. I mean, every time the word is open, there's the potential for that. Amen. So I want you to go back to Galatians chapter six, where we began. And Mary, if you don't mind, put up Proverbs chapter 20 again, verse 12 in the New Living Translation. You look up Galatians six, and then I want to look at this scripture also on the screen here. We began a couple of nights ago looking at some of these things. Notice again what it says right here behind me on this screen. Proverbs chapter 20, ears to hear. Everybody say ears to hear. Ears to hear. And eyes to see. Say eyes to see. What are they? They are both, what? Gifts from the Lord. Ears that hear and eyes that see are both gifts from the Lord. This is really important for every single one of us as believers to know, but especially important for us as ministers to know that if you ever, ever get something good out of the Word of God, you didn't come up with it. You didn't give it to yourself. You didn't think that up. Well, where'd it come from? It's a gift. It was a gift. And it was not payment. God wasn't paying you something by giving you eyes to see and ears to hear. What is that? That's revelation, man. That's the light coming on. 
Come on, I said that's the light coming on in your life. How many times have you read a scripture and then read it again like you'd never read it before? Well, what happened? Light came on. Light came on. I couldn't turn it on for you. Nobody else can turn it on for you. That is the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's to guide you into that light. You may have heard me say this before, but you know, if this room is dark and you come in here looking for something, you come in here, you're looking for this piano right here, okay? But it's dark in here and you cannot see a thing in front of you. And you're kind of fumbling around in here, reaching out in front of you, taking slow steps. You don't want to trip, you don't want to fall, it's a hard floor. But then somebody comes in behind you and flips on the light and you see this sitting here. Nobody looks and says, wow, look what the light put here. Right? What do you say? This was here all along. The light just showed you what was already there. Well, all of this, friends, Romans, countrymen, all of this has been in here all along. This has been in here a long, long, long time. But you and I both know that when that light, that, that switch gets flipped... And that light of revelation and you see it like you've never seen it and you hear it like you've never heard it and it does something in you and it changes you and it's not like the light put it there. It's like the light just showed you what was in you all along. What is that? revelation and it is a gift. It's a gift. And when I see the word gift, you know what I think right away? Grace. Grace. That's what the grace of God is. It's a gift. Come on, somebody say gift. He is giving us a gift. So if we see something tonight in the Word, if we hear something tonight from the Word and the ministry of the Spirit in us, then you know right away, you didn't come up with it. I sure didn't come up with it. He did a long time ago. And tonight, He gave it to you. Gave you a gift. Galatians chapter 6, you find that yet? Galatians chapter 6, look at it. We, we read verse 10 starting a couple of nights ago. It says, therefore, as we have opportunity, as we have opportunity, one of the greatest gifts God has ever given any human being is opportunity. Salvation itself comes not as something that's forced upon anybody, is it? It just comes as an opportunity. When a man or a woman stands on a platform in a congregation the world over and tells the crowd there, great or small, two people or 200,000, and they stand up there and say, this is what Jesus has done. And they say, I wonder, do you know him? And they make an invitation. What are they doing? They are creating an opportunity. They're creating an opportunity for somebody to hear it, right? What is this? This is a gift to hear it and to see it, but not with these eyes, with these, not with the, not hearing with these ears, but the ears of your heart, the eyes of your heart. They're creating an opportunity and they are telling everybody there about the gift, the gift of the Lord Jesus. And it's an opportunity. Now there will be people that come and respond to it and leave change and have an eternal destiny change forever. And there will be those that hear it, the same opportunity given to them and they reject the gift. But love forced on somebody isn't love, is it? It's not love if you have to force it on someone. 
That's why Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, if Jesus wants me to have this great life, why don't I have it? He just gave you the opportunity, right? The, the grace, the gift is there is the opportunity. Let me jump out way ahead of myself here. What response is he looking for? Faith. Faith. The faith response. Faith accepts the gift. Faith says thank you for the gift. Faith tears open the gift. Faith uses the gift. Right? That's what faith will do. So the opportunity is given. This is how the, the gift of God comes in, in opportunity, and He doesn't force it on anybody. Love forced on somebody is not love. If a guy really loves a girl, but she's not that into him, but he's persistent about this, right? This can go one of two directions. He can either woo her or freak her out. <laughs> And if she still rejects and still rejects and still rejects, I mean, the longer it goes on, it can just get downright creepy, right? Because it starts with flowers and it starts with cards and then it ends up with just crazy, weird, you know, I bought you a pony. I don't want a pony. Get, get out of my living room. Who let you in here with a pony? Stop forcing this on me. Love force on anybody is not love at all, right? Silly, sorry. So anyway, we're looking at this opportunity. I challenge you in your life to look for the God-given opportunities. Now, that's the key, isn't it? God-given. Yes. Not to be led just by opportunity. But you find out if it's God-given. I've been meditating on this scripture in the last several days out of the book of Proverbs that talks about wisdom and all these places that wisdom will cry out. Have you ever noticed this before? Wisdom cries out lists a bunch of places. Proverbs 9, I believe it is, 8, 9. And one of the places it says wisdom will cry out is at the intersecting paths, the city streets, the intersection. I think it's the, the NET, New English Translation, that says at the intersection of the paths, wisdom will cry out. What's an intersection? And why would wisdom be speaking there? Because at an intersection, you have a choice. Do I stay on the road I'm on or do I take another one? Because I got a choice right here in front of me. And I love it that that's where wisdom is parked. That's where wisdom's hanging out. To lead you and to guide you, as soon as you get to that choice, the spirit of wisdom is standing there. And depending on what road you are on or have been on, wisdom may say, stick with it. Stay on it. Do not turn off this path. You stay right on it and you take, the, you take this thing all the way to the end. But if you ain't been on the right road, wisdom is standing there at that intersection of opportunity. Come on, are you hearing this? That intersection of opportunity. And if you've not been on the road you need to be on or the one that God's called you to be on, wisdom's going, hey, hey, simple. How long will you stay simple? Hey, stupid, <laughs> right? How long are you going to stay, stay stupid? And he's saying this way. Excuse me. She's saying this way. Yeah. Yeah. Is it wisdom a she? I yes. think it is. I know wisdom's a she. And she's crying out to us. She's crying out to us. So not to be led by opportunity, but to allow the wisdom of God and the Spirit of God to show us when it's God giving opportunity, opportunity to sow, opportunity to give, opportunity to speak, opportunity to love, finding out what opportunity is right in front of you. Anyway, 
going on too much here. Verse 10 again. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith, especially to those. We've got an assignment as believers, as child of, uh, children of God, to do good to everybody we meet, but especially, he said, above all, chiefly to the household of faith. Come on, anybody. Household of faith. Any faithers in here tonight? Now, we talked about this, how you can read that a couple of different ways. And most people probably hear it and think the household, the family of God. We're all children of God. And we are. And of course, it is reference to that. But you and I and many of the people watching online tonight, we hear that just a little different, don't we? I mean, like the household of faith. The household of living and walking by faith. That's how we do things in this house. Amen. Come on, Devon. I'm looking at you, brother. You going to run? You going to run? No, don't do it. Ushers. That's how we do things in this house. I feel like, and I told you this, I feel as though I literally was born into the household of faith. Like the actual one. It's, it's got an address. It's here in Fort Worth. I feel like I was born into that house. And depending on what house you were born into, there are ways you do things in a family. There are ways you say things. There are, there are things family can say to one another that people outside that house probably wouldn't understand. And that's what it was like growing up in the household of faith. And you know that. I know every one of you in here have been in the what, what many refer to as the word and faith, they call it movement. I don't like it because yeah. that implies there's an end to it. But I know so many of you. I know you're Rhema graduates, man. I know, I know you sat and you heard from Brother Kenneth Hagin. You guys, I mean, you were part of the, some of those last classes who were hearing from Brother Hagin. I mean, just teaching faith. Faith, faith, open your Bibles to Mark 11, 23, and 24, right? I mean, I grew up, obviously, my grandfather, Brother Kenneth Copeland. Hello, partner, I'm Kenneth Copeland. Mark 11, 23, and 24, have faith in God. What are we going to do about this, Papa? We're going to have faith in God. I don't feel good, Mommy, what do I do? We're going to have faith in God. That's how we grew up. That's, that is the household of faith. Amen? Come on, living word people, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. This is how we do things. It's how we speak. It's how we walk. It's how we live. It's the household of faith. When people ask, what are your, what are your roots? Right? Yeah. When they're talking naturally, they want to know, like, where you come from? Where, where's your family go back to? You know, are you, are you European? Do you have African roots? Do you have uh, Asian roots? Do you have Native American roots? They want to know when they ask roots, it's like, where do you come from? Yeah. I'm going to say it to you like this tonight. What gave life to you? What gave life to you? And my roots and your roots, and again, so many watching out there tonight, our roots, absolutely we are rooted in Jesus. Absolutely we are in that vine. But you know as well as I do that there are, there are families within families. Aren't there? I mean, Sarah and I, we... We've been married now eight years and we have our family. Justice, he's five. Jesse, she's two. But she and I are a part of a larger family. 
We've got my side of the family, my mom, my dad, my sister, her husband, their kids. Then there's her side of the family, mom, dad, brother, brother, wife, wife, right? <laughs> so the family, there's, there's a great big family, but then there's family within family. So I'm talking to the family within the family, the household of the faith family, that faith family tree. These are our roots. And I can say it to you this way tonight. That's what gave life to me. And that's what's given life to you. Has it not? You've heard the word and it came alive. You heard somebody preach with authority. That's it right there. I mean, that's what, that's what shook the world and rocked the world five decades ago, six decades ago, and has continued to since then. It's people preaching the word with authority and with confidence and with boldness that was early on mistaken for brashness and arrogance, but they didn't know any better. What do you mean you're the righteousness of God in Christ? How dare you? We are worms. That's what we are, worms. And then a couple of Texans get up and say, we are not worms. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am what he called me to be. I can do what he called me to do. Bless God. That's my Joey impression. And people just didn't know what to do with it, but they preached the word with authority. That's what threw people about Jesus. Where does he get this authority? For the first time, somebody was preaching when Jesus preached, and it wasn't, it wasn't somebody saying, well, let me tell you about what so-and-so said, about what so-and-so said, about what so-and-so said. It wasn't commentary on some other human's opinion. It was my Father in heaven. Definitive, end of the line, period, story over. And it's like, where do you get this authority? That's, the, that's our roots, man. That's our roots. That's where we came from. That's where we come from. We are branches on that tree. That's the family inside the family that we're a part of. Help me, Lord. This is where it gets slippery. Okay. Psalm 68. Go there with me real quick. Psalm 68, verse 6. Mary, you got that one? Look, look up here. It's right up here. Notice what it says. You've heard this before. God does what? He sets the solitary. What's a solitary? Someone who's alone. Someone who has nobody. And what does he do? He takes the solitary and he sets them in a family. He sets them in a house. We talked the other night about how that word household, when you read about it there in Galatians, the household of faith, you look that up and you find, of course, it means what you think it does, a house, a family. But one of the, one of the definitions of that word implies intimacy. Intimacy. The solitary lack above all intimacy. And God is all about changing that. If you know anything about your Bible, and everybody in here does, you know that God is all about your roots and your family. That's what this is. It's a, it's a father and his family. It's not a religion. It's not, it's not a religion. It's not, it's not a recitation of doctrine and theology. It's a father and his family. He's big on family. He's so big on family. 
He's so big on it that one of the things he does is he takes people that have none, picks them up, and puts them in a family. You and I have been put in a family. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 